Since we last spoke, Michigan has hired officially uh, by introduction, Sharon Moore is the 21st head coach, but it has lost Jesse Minter and Ben Herbert going 0 for 2 and the most important staff members to retain. We're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about it because a lot of you people out there are being very undued about everything that's going on. I'm going to give you my unpopular opinion on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Noticing my hassle is out here. Um, so Michigan has lost both Jesse Minter and Ben Herbert. One of those is surprising. One of them is not. Obviously, my my thought process when it came to uh, to Minter was give him a Brinks truck and see what he does. That said, I mean he like I said last week, chances of him leaving were very good, but make him an offer he can't refuse. But unfortunately, it didn't seem like that either happened or he declined it. Um, but, uh, Ben Herbert being the surprising departure, the strength and conditioning coach, kind of the backbone of the program, uh, he departs. Justin Tress is elevated in his stead. Justin did come from Arkansas with Ben Herbert, certainly a disciple to him the same way that Sharon Moore was a disciple of Jim Harbaugh at this point. Uh, maybe even more so obviously, because he's been with Herbert longer than Moore has been with Harbaugh. So, uh, certainly knows the ins and outs, the, the, twos and fro's and all of that. Uh, in a way, this is going to be kind of a continuation of what we talked about a little bit on Friday in that this ward manual blame is ridiculous. So take a step back here because I've, I've been on the fort. Uh, a two brute is how I feel reading some of people's comments uh, on the Wolverine.com. Uh, but, but I will address that as I've said here, ward is my boy. That does not mean that he is immune from criticism for me. But I also want to share kind of like the way that I approach things here on this podcast, if you did not know already, because I think that's an important thing, right? Uh, I'm not here to really like pe- people are out there saying things like, oh, he just wants access to the program. I couldn't care less about access. If you noticed, <laughs> I post, I, it used to be part of my job to be an insider at 24-7 Sports. That is not something that I have tried to do uh, much after 2019. I took over the the this podcast or I started this podcast and took over or started Wolverine's Wire rather in 2018, 2019. I completely went hands off with the whole insider stuff. I'm not out there breaking many stories. I have broken some. Not really my goal. Uh, just like my my goal isn't just isn't generally to tell you the things that I find negative. That's just not how I approach things. I approach things more likely to tell you the positive in things rather than the negative. Uh, so with that in mind, that does not mean that I absolve Ward Manual of all. I don't abdicate him of every negative thing that has happened to Michigan athletics in his tenure. But I do think uh, that there is a lot of good that gets overlooked. Just the amount of championships, the amount of graduates, uh, the amount of revenue. Those are the primary goals for the athletic director. Hence, I do celebrate him in those lights. Certain things have not gone well, of course, Uh and many will point out, well, he lost all of the greatest coaches in Michigan history on his watch. Well, you also have to keep in mind that those are also the greatest coaches in Michigan history, and he happened to have them all under his watch, which is a rare thing. 
uh, Carol Hutchins at softball, who retired. John Beeline in basketball, who opted to go to the NBA. Keeping in mind, the NBA is, regardless of what people want to think, maybe, is a step up from the college game, no matter what program you're at, save for maybe Duke. And even then, it's still a step up. Uh, he lost uh, Eric Bakich, uh, which that one I, I feel is a little more troubling. It feels like he could have done more to keep Eric Bakich. And at that point, uh, I mean, he still went to a superior baseball program and a more fertile recruiting area and an easier place to win with four more money. Hard to argue with that. Uh, and then loses Jim Harbaugh, who goes on CBS Sports and tells you straight up that you can't get a Lombardi trophy in the college game. And I see a lot of people both on Twitter and on message boards saying things of the nature of that. Uh, well, what do you expect him to say? He's not going to throw Ward under the bus. Or, have you not followed Jim Harbaugh's career? <laughs> have you not like watched this guy? He does not shy away from generally speaking his mind. Now, he is certainly going to hold some things back, but uh, he is no longer employed by the University of Michigan. There is nothing stopping him from saying, like, listen, I would have come back to Michigan, but just I didn't, it just didn't really work out. It didn't mesh. He very well could have said that. He tarnished the Michigan program back when Mike Hart was a player and Lloyd Carr was the head coach and when Harbaugh was co uh, coaching Stanford. He had no problem calling out Georgia coach or his Rocky Top colleague and all of these people. Jim Harbaugh speaks his mind, okay? So to act like suddenly he's just going to act like everything is hunky-dory, he goes out there and says there is no villain and then tells you exactly why he decided he wanted to go to the NFL. After years of trying to go to the NFL, you try to make it into a Ward manual problem. Now, could Ward have offered him something better earlier? Yes, I do believe that. But... There have been offers on the table, and then they kept getting revised because one party or the other had to revise them. As much as you might not like it, NCAA investigations does change the calculus whether or not you feel that those NCAA investigations are founded or not. It's just, unfortunately, the nature of how things work. And uh, I'm explaining this ad nauseum. I'm not saying that you should love Ward Manual, but just this, to this point, it has gotten to be so ridiculous that you're, a lot of you out there are blaming Ward Manual for the fact that it's overcast on your vacation instead of it being sunny and 70, even though you're vacationing in Alaska in the dead of February. That's, that's kind of where we're at with some of this stuff. And to me, that's nauseating to hear because it's just, I, I, like I said, I'm not trying to give you all of the negatives. That's not what I, how I want to do my coverage. I have the benefit of choosing how to talk about this program across the board. No one tells me what to tell you. So I, I don't necessarily rely heavily on negatives. And it's funny, though, to me that something that is constantly seen as a, as a negative, which is the athletic department, is certainly, I think, maligned a lot of the time. Now, if you want for some balance, me to tell you some things that I don't like about the athletic department and, and, and Ward, well, I'll tell you, obviously, super slow-footed uh, with NIL. Now, some people want there to be a completely drastic change for it to look a lot like some of the other programs uh, who are certainly skirting NCAA rules. I'm not going to personally get behind that. Just that's my own personal opinion. But has he been as in support of NIL as he should have been as early as he should have been or in, as strong as he should have been? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, 
I don't like the way that a lot of the Connor Stallion stuff was handled. I don't like how the Chris Partridge stuff was handled. I think that those were terrible decisions from the university standpoint in a lot of ways. That said, they had their moments of clarity and then went back on it. So there's a lot of, there is a lot of negative to be uh, gleaned here. But to act like Ben Herbert was going to stay because Ward Manuel was going to help uh, issue him a contract that was going to make him stay, that doesn't necessarily live within the realm of reality. He was already the highest paid strength and conditioning coach in the country. And he wants to, Jim Harbaugh's taking his staff. That's what he does. It's what he did at Stanford is what he's continuing to do. That's what anyone usually does. And that is where we're going to get into the perception of Michigan. This is where I find it funny that people call me like a Michigan bootlicker. I haven't done this in a long time, but let me, let me ruffle some more feathers by telling you that Michigan is not everything that you think it is. Michigan fan. We're going to get to that here in just a moment. Yeah, we're, we're, our feathers are ruffled. We're going nuts here. Before we move on, listen, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber. You're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only. Available to U.S. customers. I think that um, some of this uh, fire, fire in my belly right now is, is so related to the, the Detroit Lions loss. Um, for, I, I will say for years, I sat there and said, I'm Lions free. Now, that was true for a while because I worked during Lions games, so I didn't get to see a lot of them uh, near the tail end of uh, Jim Caldwell, much of Matt Patricia. Uh, so wasn't as dialed into the Lions as I used to be, it, but the love of it was still there. And the last couple of years, I've gotten to watch uh, most every Lions game, and uh, the 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 slate felt wiped clean with Dan Campbell, and I was all in. And um, yeah, yesterday was heartbreaking. I did I didn't watch every Lions game, but I watched everyone when I wasn't uh, when I wasn't uh, on the road coming back from a uh, a road game this year. So it was, a, it was a tough one. I was very emotional about it. Way more emotional than I get about uh, anything Michigan, to be sure. But nonetheless, all right. So we gave you a little bit of a disambiguation as to where I stand and why I stand where I stand, right? Because uh, I, I have long said, I feel like I'm an intermediate. Like, I don't feel like I am like the intermediate. I mean, that sounds uh, narcissistic, and that's not how I meant that, mean that to sound. But the way I approach this job is to be an intermediary between the program and you because I was once you, right? So it's, if, if there's something negative, yes, I'm going to try to spin it into sunshine. And this has nothing to do with like Michigan does, does couldn't care less about access. Um, today would have been a nice day where I had access, but I don't really in terms of, uh, uh, like, let me get all of the inside info as to who's being hired and all that kind of stuff. Don't really have that right now. I have had that in the past, but I do not currently. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean I don't have uh, 
what's the uh, Lord Varus term? Spiders in the building and things of that nature. But that doesn't mean that uh, they're in the know for everything, right? Especially something as high-end as uh, who, uh, who was being coached and everything. But um, I, I couldn't care less about access, right? That's just not where my job lies anymore. I don't make money off of... Uh, giving you insider stuff. Now, all the Connor Stallion stuff and, you know, all of that stuff, that just happened to be right place, right time for a lot of ways. So in that, I felt like that was a beneficial place for me to live, was to tell you a lot of things. But when it comes to this Ward Manual stuff, I think why it draws my ire, because it's just every little thing, it's suddenly hashtag fire ward becomes a... Uh, inter-Michigan Twitter trending topic is because it's almost to me, it reminds me very much of a Mike Valeni style, things are black and white without any nuance. And that's just not the world we live in. Okay. And that's certainly not, and I know Michigan's coming off of a national championship and I would much rather see the Michigan fan base continue to, and I, there's still plenty of people I say like, I don't care what happens because we are two and a half, not even two, three weeks, uh, removed from a national championship and yet three weeks we are seeing a full meltdown um amongst the uh, michigan faithful here and to me that's sad right like it should be on cloud nine regardless of what happens um i also i mean there's certain things that i don't like about the situation i don't like that jim harbaugh is plundering the staff think that that sucks to be honest but guess what it's his staff he has the right to do with it what he wants I don't like it I don't like that he took an NFL job after saying two years ago that he was done doing that that he was done even looking but you know he had a personal conviction that he wanted to uh, win a Super Bowl and he's told you that and yet there are people that are uh, sitting there putting their tinfoil hats on and saying what he's really saying is that Ward did not give him the opportunity to win a Super Bowl while at Michigan because he could have and he chose not to. That's what it feels like with some of these things. Every little thing is not Ward Manuel's fault. And it, it just it feels very Mike Valenti-esque when it's just it's that black and white. You oh, you had, you know, you had the best coaches ever at Michigan, and I know he didn't hire a single one of them. But they all left on, on his watch. Well, that's going to happen. That's the nature of the world. That's the nature of the sport. Jim Harbaugh has been rumored to go back to the NFL since the day he was on a flight to Ann Arbor. And to the shocked face of many, he went back to the NFL after interviewing for three straight years. And he's taking the staff with him? Oh, the horror. I can't believe this. It's It's shocking. Now, you can be mad at the Jawan Howard of it. I mean, he was a rising assistant in the NBA, never been a head coach, but was getting interviewed for head coaching positions in the NBA. That should tell you he's good enough to come to Michigan. It looked really good for a couple of years, but certainly the recruiting piece, the roster management has not been good. It's been terrible. And do I think Michigan should move on from him at the end of the season? I, I think it's probably a pretty wise choice. Right. Uh, so. I, and I know there's people that are going to be mad that I'm not just out and, you know, strongly. Like, listen, calling for people's jobs, it, it's just. 
It's just not a place I like to live in as a human, right? I'm sure that a lot of you wouldn't like it if people were calling for your job, even if you weren't good at it, but you were trying and you just weren't good at it. It's just not a place I like to live in. It's kind of the same thing that if we go back to 2020, it's probably about the same tone I had about Jim Harbaugh and look at how that worked out. That's the thing. Everyone was mad at Ward in 2020 because he didn't fire Jim Harbaugh coming off of two and four. And there's people say, oh, no, I knew. I knew he was going to write the ship. Did you? It was a sinking ship. After a 62 to 39 loss to Ohio State and a 56 to 27 loss to Ohio State, subsequent losses in the bowl games to Florida and Alabama, and then a year in which Michigan looked completely rudderless, Harbaugh looked like he had no clue how to fix it, looked as lost as possible in the post-game press conferences. It's hindsight to sit in there and be like, yeah, it was pretty evident that he was going to fix it. I think, honestly, it was the bowl changes that helped fix it in terms of, hey, buddy, you need to figure this out because we're cutting your contract in half. Good luck. And then he did. There's a hard look in the mirror that happened at that point. And then he fixed it, and in large part to, to some of the people who are leaving now. Ben Herbert, who was hired in 2018, before the season, that offseason, got rid of long-term uh, strength and conditioning coach Kevin Tolbert, who followed him from Stanford to San Francisco to Ann Arbor. Okay, so look, again, that's Harbaugh took a strength and conditioning coach with him from Stanford to the NFL. So it's not a new thing for him. He also took his defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. So far, those are the two for sure that we, that we know are leaving Ann Arbor. You can sit there and say Ward could have kept them from going, but chances are their loyalty lies more so with Jim Harbaugh, the man who hired them, believed in them, and helped them become household names than it does the University of Michigan. The University of Michigan does not hold quite as much cachet as you think it is. Think, think it does. The NFL is still the NFL. There's a reason why a regular playoff game in the wildcard round can outdraw the national championship or even the Rose Bowl when it comes to viewers. Even though there are two playoff games in college that day, two with brand names, Michigan versus Alabama doesn't get any bigger than that. Detroit Lions versus the uh, LA Rams, still better ratings than the Rose Bowl, which had better than the national championship. You can love Michigan all you want. It does not hold the same cachet as the NFL. It's, it's one of those things, like I have said before, when it comes to recruiting, you sit there and you look at Michigan and you say, that is the be all end all. If I could do anything past or present, I would put on the winged helmet and that would be my dream. But for a recruit or a coach, that is not the dream. For Jim Harbaugh, coaching his alma mater was not the dream. Unfortunately, it was college football, national championship, Lombardi trophy, more so the latter than the former. Achieved the former. So that's where things change. For Jesse Minter, he preferred it to be in the NFL. Beyond me, I am sure you've heard that a bunch of times, but there have been multiple people who have told me 
that before the season, he was already like, yeah, this is my last season in college. I'm, I'm done with this. Done with the rec- recruiting component. Ben Herbert felt more like a, an, a likely candidate to stick around. He told a colleague of mine, or not he, but multiple people near him told a colleague of mine, likely staying. But things change. NFL is still the NFL. It's the best sports league in the world. And I understand that upsets you that they're leaving Michigan and you want someone to blame. But if you're going to blame somebody, blame Jim Harbaugh, who is giving them that invitation to depart. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Sharon Moore, the uh, press conference, all of that and the expectations therein. Uh, I'm going to, again, take a positive on this, especially because we've been negative all show. But uh, I'm going to take a positive on this along with just some borderline negatives. But I'm going to tell you why you should relax regardless of just kind of the events of the last uh, really 48 hours. Before we do that, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. If you are like me, or at least were like me before um, somewhere in the second half of the NFC Championship game, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Got all kinds of things that can make it so much fun, whether it's friends and family, the food, all of that stuff. It is absolutely amazing. Don't forget about the commercials. But guess what? There are a lot of fun parlays that can be had other bets, and FanDuel is all the ways for you to end the season with a W, 2, or 3. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also have bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, you can join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That is just an absolute gift. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so it was pretty surreal being at the Sharon Moore introductory press conference on Saturday. Uh, I was not at the Jim Harbaugh introductory press conference. That was in on December 30th, and I was, uh, or 31st, whatever day it was. I think it was the 30th. I think it was the same day he was announced. And uh, I didn't start covering the team until April of 2015. Um, well, I did my first event in December 2014, uh, but I, I was not on with anybody yet. That was just for the Alumni Association. Uh, so uh, I was at the Jawan introductory press conference and that felt huge like absolutely huge and this just felt really subdued right there were a handful of players there dono was there uh jack tuttle jesse madden uh greg crippen kind of all i saw sure there were more i just can't recall anymore some of the coaches were there obviously like my picture went viral of ben herbert uh mike elston jay harbaugh was there um kirk campbell and some others were there as well uh, but the reporting, the, the crew of reporters that were there was pretty small in large part, I'm sure, because it was a 7 p.m. Friday announcement and a uh, 11 a.m. press conference. So it wasn't like national people had a chance to fly in uh, and half of the press corps uh, that could or would have been there was in San Francisco for the Lions in the NFC championship game. 
So it felt really subdued, right? There's just two regions. It just was like, okay, this is the next thing. And I know that that's for the ward haters. That's going to feel like an obvious uh, moment to point. And that's fine. Okay. Like I, I'm not going to begrudge you of any opinions that you may have uh, of that, but uh, I still do feel like it's the right hire. And I feel like we're all suddenly forgetting kind of what, how the season regular season ended. Right. Cause I understand Jim Harbaugh was the one who was out there in the week and helping put together the game plan and all that stuff, but it still had to be executed by Sharon and he had to be able to think on his feet to, to make the right moves. Ohio state went really well. Penn state went really well. Maryland, the best you can without Chris Partridge and a extremely injured JJ McCarthy. And I think that that's the best job interview you can really have is to, and that's kind of boring from Joel Clapp, but that's to, to go and beat those teams as a in-game game day head coach, keeping the band together. I mean, that's what he's going to be asked to do going forward. Yes. Different staff, different uh, offensive coordinator, different defensive coordinator, different strength coach. And we'll see like kind of what, the other staff positions end up being okay, but that's still um, that's still about as good of a job interview as you can have, and stability is still there. Okay, just because you lose Minter, you can still bring in someone that the players will relate to who can run the system. Certainly, after Mike McDonald left, bringing in Jesse Minter, there was not like the oh now it's going to get better type feeling to it. It was whatever this is, it's probably a step down from what we just saw because there's no Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo, and now. McDonald, who installed this, is gone, but maybe it takes a slight step forward just because there's some familiarity there. Well, if you can find someone to run the same system, if that is the choice of Sharon Moore, then it can take a step forward. Offense will continue to have stability in terms of at least the scheme. Now, certainly there can be additions and subtractions to said scheme, but especially if Kirk Campbell is uh, retained and in, in, uh, either as an offensive coordinator or pass game coordinator, uh, things can move forward well in that light. The thing that happens often is this hindsight is 2020 moment that that we see whenever you uh, you have to replace someone that ends up being really good at whether it's a player or a coach. And then you sit there and say, how on earth can this even be any better? And yes, it could be worse. I'm not saying it's going to work, but it's still the right move, right? It's hiring Sharon is akin to, oh, as I said this on uh, Friday, is akin to hiring Ryan Day or hiring Lincoln Riley. It's a protege of the guy who built the culture. The culture continues, and that's what you want. You hire someone else. Look at what's happening to Alabama and Washington. I don't understand why suddenly everyone thinks that that's a great way to go in the world of the transfer portal. This keeps, essentially, at least the band together. Maybe we do see a mass exodus still as far as players go. I am not convinced that that will happen under Sharon Moore. Players absolutely love Sharon Moore, and he has just as much of a say in the culture rebuild as anybody, right? What was the what was the defining factor of Michigan in the last three years? It was offensive line play more than even the defense being as good as it was each of the last three years. That's what it centered around, the offensive line play and the physicality of the team. Who coached that position and instilled that in them? It was Sharon Moore. Under Ed Warner, who at the time, when, when Michigan replaced Ed Warner with Sheryl Moore, I was not a fan of that whatsoever. Not even a little bit. And I like Sharon, but was not a fan. And I could not be more happy to be wrong about it. So in my eyes, yes, you take the focal point, the coach who was the coach of the focal point, 
the offensive line, you elevate him after he's already had a three, actually a four-game audition, but really three-game audition in which he had to run the show and did an exemplary job. I, I'm not convinced that that goes as well with anyone else at the helm. And he does the job. And yet, there are a lot of people out there that just are going to be like, well, no, they should have done a national search. And get who? who? Who's the name out there that you are sitting there saying, that guy could have come in and really elevated things? Because you can't just go for someone just for the sake of going for someone. Right? That's, that's how you end up in a bad situation. And then if you go for someone and you change the culture all around, a la Rich Rod 2007, well, guess what you end up with? This is the smart move. Will it work out? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. But also, there's a good chance it does. There are people that have that look at Sharon outside of the, the walls of Schembechler Hall, outside of the, the, the fan base that look at him and say, that's a superstar. And But that's not good enough for a lot of you. So, all right, we're done with the negative Nancy show. That's what this episode is. <laughs> that's what this episode is. And I'm fine with it. We, we needed one. It's a Monday. I mean, I wasn't going to be happy after all. It's a cloudy, dreary, gloomy Monday. But uh, nonetheless, relax. That's my whole point. Relax. It's been three weeks to the day since Michigan won a national championship. And really, you're going to burn down uh, everything? Come on. Just settle down. Settle in. It'll be fine. All right, we'll talk again uh, soon. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Peace. <laughs> I thought this was a phone call.